Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 217. I'm Ed Hawkins, betting.betfair cricket correspondent. This is the World Cup betting hub. Has there been a more miserable defence of a world title than this by England, who for the last four years have disrespected the very title they fought so hard to win? And will Sri Lanka put them out of their misery? Sam Collins. Has anyone blamed the 100 yet, Hawkins? Of course they have. Uh, Perhaps this is what happens um, when a country trashes its domestic 50-over tournament. Or maybe it's what happens when they randomly pick a guy who hasn't been playing one-day cricket and has one knee. Or perhaps it's what happens when they entrust the captaincy to a man with the leadership skills of a mackerel. Who knows? Maybe they will still win this tournament, Hawkins. Um, But maybe they won't. Richard Mann, what do you think? Oh dear, it's not looking good, is it? Um, I I am completely lost faith, but boy, they were poor against South Africa, where there's so many problems, particularly with the ball. Yeah, that's we haven't even talked about the bowling attack. Right, SportingLife.com's Richard Mann is, of course, as always, joined by Paul Krishnamurti of Betting Betfair, who probably laid England to take to make the top four, and is uh, loving this from a sort of. A, a a spa in Bermuda or somewhere. Paul Krishnamurti, how are you? Well, I did enjoy that, but I'm also laid Australia, so you know, give with one hand, take with the other. Okay, Hawkins, what's on the show? A team news, pitch reports, data trends, analysis, best ways to play, and players to follow for Australia versus Netherlands, England versus Sri Lanka, and Pakistan versus South Africa. Lovely stuff. Plus, best bets and a familiar five-point challenger who you will not want to miss. Some generic gold dust strategy chat coming up later too. But first, as always, it's an outright prices subject to change. Of course, bet for exchange prices currently. Favourites are England, sorry, not England, India at 2.2. Australia are 5.5. Cast your mind back to the preview show. Hawkins did say that they drift and then come back. South Africa are third favourites at 5.7. New Zealand are seven. And now it's a bun fight between some extraordinarily average teams. Uh, England at 29s, Pakistan 50, Afghanistan 220, Bangladesh 610, Sri Lanka 900, and Netherlands 1,000. Um, Richard Mann, please talk to me. My calculations make it that all those sides below the top four in the tournament are indeed playing knockout cricket now is that correct and and is that the top four sorted now it's looking very much that way isn't it one thing I would say is and they've been really good so far New Zealand but they're pretty short now and they have got a tough tough running if you like from here they've got Australia who look like they're on the up um, South Africa who after India have probably been the best side Pakistan and God knows what we're going to get from Pakistan and then Sri Lanka I don't think it's plain sailing from for New Zealand from here um, but it would rely on one of those teams below the top four to get on a really good run and that's the problem isn't it there doesn't look to be much fight from the likes of England Pakistan Okay Paul Krishnamurti very quickly because we will have a strategy update in a second. Is anything sticking out for you? Um, conscious, of course, that the game's going on all the time in this tournament. Not especially. I think there is probably going to be that top four. I don't think it'll be resolved this week. When we come back next week, there'll probably be a scenario where one of those teams can still make it. But I wouldn't particularly fancy any of them. If I had to work one bet at the moment at the prices, I'd say South Africa. I'd say they're 
5.8 is a fair price given they've been clearly the second best team in it. Okay. Hawkins, what have you spotted? Uh, I've had a look at the to finish bottom market actually. I think that's there's a load of value in there actually. And it's a bit easy to get carried away thinking you'll have this bet, you'll have that bet. Um, and my opening salvo was going to be laying Netherlands at 1.6 to finish bottom. And I think that is probably the best bet uh, because I think they're a competitive side. Uh, they can do a lot with the ball. They've got tremendous depth with the bat as well. They just keep on coming at you. Matches against Bangladesh and Afghanistan look very winnable for that Netherlands team. Um, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka could well check out of this tournament once they've been knocked out, which could happen uh, imminently. Could already have happened in Bangladesh's case. Um, but also just for reference, Sri Lanka 6.2 to finish bottom. England as well at 30. Uh, that looks that could look a very chunky price indeed, as they could check out themselves. Lovely stuff. Uh, do check out Edward Hawkins's previews on betting.bet there for every game for this World Cup with bonus advice on winter layering. Overs 18s only, please, and do visit begambleaware.org. Now, Paul Krishnamurti, coming to you. Our uh, big winners this World Cup has been a run strategy. Do give us a reminder, please, as the tournament rolls on. Okay, so it's twofold. Um, one is a staple, which is back in the extremes, which we follow in all forms of cricket. Last week, we discussed some crazy unders at huge prices that had landed. But also, let's not forget the overs. Um, we pinpointed the Wankide Stadium as a place for late runs right now. You saw the South Africa England game. Huge prices in running available, about 390, 400, 410. Came in 399, but 410 went pretty short, like two to one the last over. Um, I got, I think, 7, 12 and 20 on those three lines, cashed them all out. They might well have been bigger at some point. And I think the key there is that bet after a wicket. If you bet over straight after a wicket, the prices are massively inflated. They more or less double with that wicket. Um, And then the second strategy is more specific to ODIs, but it works a treat in this, which is middling. We are trying to back back overs on one line and then back, unders on a higher line so that you can cover both results so both results win now you can do that in play but an, a, another good way to do it from the start in ODIs so in a lot of games I've been doing 40 run middles at the start roughly paying about 3 to 1 so you bet even money on the lower line overs and you lay about 3 to 1 for 40 runs up and that's three. that um, equates to 3 to 1 about a 40 run band or in other words, each band of 10 equates to a 13 to 1 chance. Now, that's a really big price because actually you'll find in ODIs, the run lines are fairly accurate, and fairly consistent and predictable. Okay, lovely stuff. Thank you, Paul Krishnamurti. Now it is game time. Australia versus the Netherlands, Wednesday, 9.30 a.m. UK time in Delhi. Australia 1.07 on the Betfair Exchange with the Netherlands. Who are thirteen point five? Hawkins is warming himself up for a lowdown. Yeah, Australia expected to line up like this. Well, expected to they could line up like this because Travis Head is angling for a turn after that fractured hand. So hand so could come back with a Warner Marsh moving down to three. Smith, English, Maxwell, Stoinis, Cummins, Stark, Zamba, Hazelwood. That much looks a much better lineup with Head back in it and Labuschagne out. Uh, that's not working. The Labuschagne Smith exit axis. Netherlands, O'Dowd, Singh, Ackerman, Delader, Nidamanaru, Engelbrecht, who looks a real player, Edwards, Van Beek, 
Another real player, Van der Merwe, Dutch, I think Van Meekeren. Is the Delhi surface getting tired? England struggled 2-1-5 all out against Afghanistan after that massive score South Africa posted. Uh, Dutch very good in the first power, playing tight with the ball. Aussies very poor at the death with the bat. Uh, strengths and weaknesses. Lovely stuff. Uh, Richard Mann, is that the end of the shocks? Um, unusual to get as many as we have already. Is there any opportunity for one here? I think there's potential for this to be a, a close, tight match anyway. Uh, as for shocks generally, no, I think we could definitely see some more. Um, it's, it's not a great surprise, is it? You know, we had them in the World Cup, T20 World Cup in Australia, Netherlands beat South Africa. 2019, we had shocks. And you're looking at this tournament and you take India and possibly South Africa out of it. And I don't think there are any, any particular great sides. We've had Afghanistan have just beaten Pakistan and, and the narrative going around is that it's a seismic shock. But actually, Afghanistan were five to two. Really good spin attack in Chennai. Pakistan all over the place. And I think as the tournament goes on, you're going to have more matchups like that where it's, it's it wouldn't be a massive shock. And Ed's mentioned it already and I think it could definitely be a factor. The way the table is at the moment, you're going to get three or four sides who are completely done within a week, in a, a week from now. And they may well have checked out, particularly in this era of franchise cricket. It's not like 20 years ago where every game for your country, I'll die for my country. These guys will be checking out. They'll be thinking of the next paycheck elsewhere once once they're done. Um, so I think the last few games in particular, um, I definitely wouldn't want to be taking sharp prices in the match odds. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, would you trade the Netherlands given the strengths and weaknesses? So expertly detailed by our friend Edward Hawkins. I wouldn't because I just think it will take an awful lot to to get these guys. I do think Australia will come through. It's, it's a must-win situation for them. What I would say is that in the margin betting, there could be a bit of value there because the higher margin, the 10 wickets or 90, 91 plus runs, that's six to four. That's way too short, way, way too short. Um, the two lines I like in particular are Australia's to win by six wickets or 51 to 60 runs, that's 10 to 1, or the one below that, five wickets or 41 to 50 runs, 18 to 1. You could also perhaps add the one below that, which is four of 31 to 40 at 20 to 1. I think that's the kind of thing we're looking at. They will win, but I don't think it will be a capable for them. Okay. Um, any nuggets, Richard, man? Yeah, I mean, me and Paul are out together at the moment, but we're reading off the same script. I've gone Australia five wickets and four wickets because the matches have won. Um, they've still made hard work with it. They beat Pakistan by 62 runs despite making a mammoth first inning score. They beat Sri Lanka by five wickets. And the Netherlands are very competitive. So I think Australia will get up. Yeah, I do, but... Um, I think it could be close. Five wickets, 41 to 50 is 18 to 1. Four wickets, 31 to 40 runs is 20 to 1. I'm quite keen on that, actually. I think I prefer that of the two. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, perhaps a run strategy for your nugget. Yeah, well, this might be a better way of getting against Australia if we think they're a bit overrated because I think that, as I said, the Delhi pitch might well be tiring and the Dutch have looked pretty good with the ball. Um, Arian Dutt in particular very economical. Um, I can see the par line because we've seen big scores at Delhi already and short boundaries. Australia par is going to be very high, 330, something like that. So I think maybe we could go 310, 300 under, under those lines. And again, for the Dutch, 
they've been underestimated with a bat. I've actually been chatting offline with one of a friend of the show, um, Joshua James, about this um, in their last game. You can bet really lovely odds, extreme overs in running on the Dutch when they lost three or four wickets. But they've got a cracking, they've, they bat deep. I mean, um, Roloff and Murwa, who we know from various one-day franchises, he's coming at nine, he can bat. Uh, Ryan Klein can bat, Arian Duck can bat. They're coming at nine and ten. Um, so I think that's the answer. Maybe they'll lose a wicket or two with a new ball, but back them overs then, back them at that point. Okay. Um, Hawkins, player win rates, please. Yeah, these are the most likely uh, players uh, to win. Two-year return rates, Edwards 31% for top Dutch bat. He's 4-1 to with Betfair Sports. Well, that's a significant cut, actually, and uh, he's only won two games ago. Van Beek with the ball, 30.4% returns. 100 to 30, that may well be the best way to go if you're following the main orange. Uh, Warner, 35% returns for top Aussie bat last two years. He's 12 to 5 with Betfair Sportsbook. And Adam Zampa, 54% returns, 100 to 30. Really found his rhythm now, Zampa, after a tricky start. Okay. Um, lovely stuff. Uh, Pleasure to follow Richard Mann and then Paul Krishnamurti, please. Well, Baz de Lee looks tempting at five to one, top Netherlands batsman, top scored in the first match. But I've got a real hunch for Pat Cummins here at seven to two. I am wary of Zampa, particularly bowling straight against the Netherlands. But Cummins, he has had, if you watch him, his games, he's had so many catches dropped, simple catches. I mean, they'd be out if it wasn't for his spell against Sri Lanka when he hauled them back into that match. thought he was really good against Pakistan, far better than his figure suggested. I think Cummings will get a big haul in the next few games. Um, and at 72, I'll probably be backing him over the next few games. He'll definitely cop in one of those matches. Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, I think um, Cybrand Ed Engelbrecht, 11-1 top Dutch batsman. Uh, as Ed mentioned, looks an excellent player. Top scored last time. Um, batted at five the previous match, got a lot of backup there in the middle order. So 11 to 1 is big. Um, I think I would go for Zampa uh, with the ball for the simple reason. Rich mentioned it, bowling straight against the Netherlands, that, that could pay off. And I'd also just say the openers, the Aussie openers are fair value there because one of them will probably be boosted, I assume, Warner, maybe to 11 to 4. That's, that's a fair bet. Okay, lovely stuff, I think. Um... That is, that is that for that match. And we are moving on to um, England versus Sri Lanka on Thursday in Bangalore, 9.30am, if the, um, England can cope with the smog. England are 1.49 favourites on the Betfair Exchange. Sri Lanka are 3.4. Hawkins, do your worst. I don't really know what England are going to line up like because they've got so many problems all over the spot. Uh, but let's let's have a go at this. Best in Milan route. Stokes, Butler, so we're chucking out Brook, uh, bringing back Moeen and Livingston, Willie, Rashid, Cast comes straight back into comes straight back into the team um, with Reese Topley out of the tournament and Atkinson. We're dropping Wood, who's just been all over the shop. Um, Sri Lanka for you, Nisanka Pereira, uh, Kusal Mendes, Samarakawiramama, Asalanka, Dananjaya, Hamanja, Karana Ratni. Shana, Rajitha and Madhushanka. 30 overs of spin available to Sri Lanka. Two hopeless bowling sides on an absolute belter of a batting whip pitch. England could be in significant trouble if they have to chase uh, Bangalore. They've lost seven of their last ten chasing. 
We mentioned that in the preview show, that was their big weakness. It's come to the fore in this tournament. Uh, Sri Lanka could well be favourites at the break. Okay, there we go, Paul Krishnamurti. Easy. Uh, a big monster bet on Sri Lanka if they bet first, surely. Well, um, I appreciate the stats, but I'm, I'm not even really that bothered about um, batting first. I would just back them. I think they're a good. This is a very close game. England have been terrible. Sri Lanka, although they have fundamentally been terrible, they've had their moments with the bat. They've got a few in foot. Some of their top order are in decent form. Uh, and I think they're capable of getting a decent score on this very easy batting track against a very, very weak England bowling lineup. So I'd just say back them and maybe if they drifted back him again. Richard Mann, as our, our resident patriot, um, last week you thought England would fight back. Uh, they're now playing knockout cricket. Knockout is a strange way to spell. I'm not going to say it, four-letter word. Uh, do they win <laughs> here, Richard Mann? I I think they'd probably just about win, but big problems. Uh, the batting's getting some criticism, but it but it's always been about the bowling. And with Topley gone, who's been that best bowler by a mile at this World Cup, they're in big big trouble, aren't they? Um, but Sri Lanka, as Ed said, he was spot on at the top. The Sri Lanka's bowling is really really weak as well. Um, it runs runs runs. I think at this ground, I, I think both attacks could go the distance. So let's just talk quick. I'm just going to chime in on the leadership here for one second, okay? We remember in the Ashes, what happened when England went down? Where did Joss Butler go in Australia? Went missing. Went missing. And it's exactly the same as happening here. How can we look beyond... I mean, anyway, completely extraordinary. Well, right. I, I think he's got so much credit in the bank because of the Owen Morgan era, and he was seen as that that perfect lieutenant, wasn't he? Um, oh, you know, Morgan, the most trusted ally, and I... I, for once, felt, well, well, he, he must be some kind of genius working behind the scenes. But as he, as Morgan stepped away and Butler's come to the fore, maybe that isn't the case. Maybe maybe Owen Morgan deserves more credit than, than, he's, than he's already got, and he's got plenty of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, how do we approach innings runs, given the state of these bowling units? Well, you've got to look at overs, especially at Bangalore. Um, I noticed that both teams score 300 is 5-2 to two enhanced. That's got to be a big price given the conditions at Bangalore. Um, I'm a bit wary about backing England overs because it's going to be set too high. I think after what South Africa did, it's going to be set 330 plus. But I think Sri Lanka, you'll probably be able to get even money about 280, 290 and I think probably big prices four five to one about three twenty three thirty. So that would be definitely be my plan. Uh, England uh, have been pretty vulnerable to spin. Richard Mann they've been pretty vulnerable to pace as well. It turns out. Any angles there or um, anything else to look at? Yeah, just sort of building on what Paul said. I looked at both teams to score three hundred. I think the other way you can go is if you think it's a runs game, just identify your players who you're happy with, your batsmen, and back them to make fifties or hundreds. Um, so England's two farm players have been Root and Melander, about the only two. Um, so I'd be backing both of those probably to make a fifty. And Kusil Mundis for Sri Lanka as well. He, he's been excellent so far. Um, actually, a bet that interested me. On sportsbook, Root and Mendes fought to make three to strike three fours each, uh, eleven to four. I thought that was fair enough. It's a real boundary ground, is this anyway? That they've both looked in excellent touch so far. Player win rates uh, from Edward Hawkins now, please. 
Uh, yeah, you mentioned Josh Butler. Is he checking out or is he wilting under the pressure? We're still waiting for him to win the top bat. I think is of the only uh, batters we identified before this tournament started who were wrong prices on individual innings, uh, win rate versus uh, Betfair Sports was. He's the only one who hasn't won after Ibrahim Zadran um, trotted up for Afghanistan, as we record. Uh, he's... 11 to 2 is sports, but 4 to 1 would be about right. But is he going to be uh, one to avoid because he's not feeling um, happy with the way things are going, feeling the pressure? Rashid with the ball returns 50% of the time, so 3 to 1. Top bowler with Sportsbook, excellent. And uh, Rajitha with Sri Lanka with the ball, 7 to 2 gives you a big old chunk on win rate. Um, players that you both like, please, Richard first and then Paul. Uh, Gus Atkinson for me, top England bowler at seven to two. He was by far and away England's best bowler against South Africa. His first game of the tournament, two for sixty, and the rest of them are going the distance. No topley as well. I think he'll be England's go-to man very quickly. Gus Atkinson. Just picking up on what Ed said about Josh Butler, we're maybe not quite there yet. But, I, but this this was actually in a, a piece in Wisden, which was the author. I can't remember the name, so sorry. But he suggested that Josh Butler might, like he does in T20, go back up to open in 50 over cricket. And that that would probably mean Butler takes the gloves because of the heat out here. I don't think you can keep and then open the batting. But if England were at last chance saloon and we're still saying Butler's probably England's best white ball batsman, he's the captain, could he decide to go back to open? Bestos doing nothing at the top of the order anyway. He could slot into the middle order, take the gloves. That might make it easier for Butler captaining. I don't know, but we, we, we're looking at some big prices. Might not happen this game, but I, I won't completely rule it out. It'd be something to keep an eye on anyway and snaffle those prices if you see something on Twitter. Okay. Um... Well, like the man in the match market, um, we I think we all agree Sri Lanka are a fair price here. Um, I think that given the batting conditions, you want to be looking at batsmen, and they're all really big prices. You know, twenty to one Kusal Mendes and twenty five to one about Kusal Pereira, Sadira, Samara Wickrama, and Charif Asalanka. All those are good value. I think if I had to pick one, it would be Samara Wickrama because I want somebody who's not going to face a new ball and it's going to be in the second half of the innings. Okay. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much, guys. Best bets still to come. Pakistan versus South Africa still to come. But first, it is the Five Point Challenge. Every week, a listener gets the chance to have a go at making a profit and returning for the next show if he or she successfully beats the experts. Um, what have we got, Hawkins? Well, we talk about him every week in this segment. It's Eddie Rivers, three weeks return champion, the only guy that's come back three times. So we've got him back on for a World Cup special. If you want to get involved, get in touch at Cricket Betting. Eddie Rivers, five points go on. One point, David Warner, top Australia bat against the Netherlands at 12 to 5 with Betfair Sportsbook. One point on Kusal Mendis, 4 to 1, top England bat with uh, Betfair Sportsbook again. Two points over both, te- both teams to score over 280, South Africa versus Pakistan. And one point going over to the Saturday game is Netherlands to beat Bangladesh. Okay, marvellous stuff. Thank you very much, Hawkins. Uh, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti's best bets still to come, so stay tuned for those. For now, it is Pakistan versus South Africa, our final game Friday 
from Chennai, South Africa, 1.62 on a very early show on the exchange. They're playing as this pod goes into production. Don't forget, Hawkins, please. Yeah, Pakistan have got to win. So do that. Do they make some changes to their 11? Uh, I think Fakhar Zaman, if he is fit, comes back to open the batting because he's got a tremendous record against South Africa in that 2021 series, a massive ton and then a 90, I think, if memory serves. So one of Shafiq and Imam to miss out with Fakhar coming back, Baba at three, Rizwan, and then Salman Agar may come back in for Shaquille. Iftikhar, Shadab and Nawaz, Salman Amir, surely he's got to be ditched. Two dreadful performances from him in this World Cup. Let's give Mohamed Wasim a go as well in the bowling all-rounder start, slot instead of Hassan Ali. Bonkers that he hasn't played, given he was in the original squad. Ralph Nafridi finishing it off. South Africa, UDK, Bavuma, if he's well again. Markram, Klaassen, Miller, I've missed out Van der Dussen. Sorry, Richard. Miller, Janssen, Maharaj, Kutzer, Rabada, and maybe Shamsi coming in for Nigidi because of the spin at Chennai. Jew is a factor also uh, for the team batting second. They make chasing a bit easier. Could be the pivotal factor. As I said, spin, very friendly indeed. Maybe under this 290, 300 at very nice prices for South Africa because the market may well overreact to that massive score in Mumbai. Pakistan won 2-1 in South Africa in 21. Richard Mann, this is a cracker. Pakistan have to win. Will they? I'm, I'm going to say no. I mean, what a shambles against Afghanistan. Not just being beaten by Afghanistan, but the manner. I mean, the fielding performance was was abysmal. The captaincy from Baba, I mean, good grief. I mean, I think he had a 6-3 field to Shane, a 3D ball around the wicket. Um, angling the ball into the right-handers with a new ball. Shaheen obviously couldn't ball straight because he had no protection, so he's balling outside of Stump, who's getting cut and driven. Baba's got his hands on his hips looking frustrated, but if you set those fields for your Premier Strike bowler, that's what you're going to get. They're just looking disarray to me, really, really poor. It's, it's probably not to... Not a great surprise. Obviously, they had such a such an awful build-up, didn't they? Visa problems, things haven't been been very welcoming for them in India so far but on the field I think they've been pretty disappointing Okay Paul Krishnamurti same question to you Yeah I'm with Rich I mean they've been we did sort of say before the tournament that there was a a chance they just wouldn't be interested they wouldn't be up for it playing in India under these circumstances it looks that way they look like they've played like a lot of old bad Pakistan teams that we've seen before with fielding with the lack of you know, just a lack of commitment in the field. Um, the only thing that would really put me off betting pre-match is this toss. I think the toss is pivotal. I think that chasing is a massive advantage of Chennai. We've seen it in all the matches so far. Um, but I think that, you know, if, if South Africa are chasing and they're still anything like 1.6, 1.62, that's probably a bet. Okay. Um, what else have you got, Richard, man? Any fears against about South Africa versus spin? I think this is a really interesting match for South Africa because they play a really high risk, but possibly not high percentage game, the batting, um, and they've made hay on some flat pitches. And in a way, actually, I'd like to see them get a test here on a turning track to see whether, I mean, we know class and a mark, and they're not going to knock it about either. They're still going to 
try and clear the ropes. Can they do it in turning conditions? Because I think India especially will be watching with their excellent spin attack because later on, there's a good chance that they'll meet somewhere in the knockouts. Um, so it's a real good test for South Africa. One, I expect them to come through, but um, a fascinating matchup all the same. Okay. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, does the runs market overreact to South Africa? It might do, but um, for today's match at Chennai with um, Afghanistan, it was actually spot on. It understood that, um, you know, you might have thought that Pakistan would be 300 plus against Afghanistan, but it wasn't. Pass started about 260, 270. I think there's an understanding that this is a very hard pick to bet on first. I think whoever bats first, the plan would be look to lay the bands a bit higher, 280, 290, 300. At around 1.7, 1.65, because it's not that unlikely that you're going to get good runs first up against the new ball and then it slows right up to spinners in the middle overs. Okay, Hawkins, players to follow, please. Yeah, Babra has won two of his last three, uh, a ton against uh, South Africa and uh, another half century in that 2021 series. Uh, it's probably going to be the wrong price. I can't really have Baba. I just can't work him out as a as a batter or as a as a captain. Actually, as Richard mentioned, uh, I think he's going on my to swerve list. I don't care about win rates. Just can't him, figure him out. A feed a freedy returning forty three percent of the time has overtaken Harris Ralph as the best bet on that market. Uh, just a point on Salman Agar. If he does come back into this team, he will bat instead of Shaquille at number five in sports, but we're going 20 to one uh, top bat for that Afghanistan Afghanistan game. So that was a Rick. It'd be good if that is repeated. South Africa, uh, it had been seven to one for Bangladesh um, uh, after his effort against England, which is quite extraordinary. Uh, it was a drift, actually, from 11 to 2. Uh, Markram at sixes, if that holds, it'll be a win rate bet, regardless of what happens in the match that we've been talking about, uh, which is going on as this pod goes into production. Um, we've got to mention Kurtzer with the ball, six returns from nine. Uh, one more game, and it's um, and it's must-bet territory because we've uh, got a rule about uh, study samples and 10 games as the minimum, so... He looks like a real uh, decent player. Um, any players to you, you like the the look of or other wages here, Richard Mann? Uh, Aidan Markham, I'm glad Ed mentioned him. Just just having a brilliant time of it, player of the series against Australia, coming into this World Cup, and he made 100, uh, another 50 or 40 odd in the last game. I think I'd do him in top South Africa batsman market, top market batsman as well, actually, because I think South Africa have the age. The other one is Shamsi. I agree with Eddie, he'll come in. Um, and he's a wicket taker and the wrist spinner, the left arm wrist spinner. He'd probably take wickets here. And he'd be one actually straight after the toss if South Africa ball first when you know Dew isn't going to be a factor. I try and jump on then. Um, maybe not so much second innings. He does get wet at Chennai, but first innings, I think Shamsi will be a man. Okay. Paul Krishnamurti. Well, despite. What Ed says about the, the stats changing in favour of a 3D, I'm going to stick with Harris Ralph, who's just been consistently a good bet over the years, underrated in the top top Pakistan bowler market. And in the with the possibility that they might change around the order a bit, Pakistan, given that they've got a win, it's been so disappointed. I'm keeping an eye out for big prices about Mohammed Nawaz. He sometimes is promoted much higher, generally going off at 33s, 40s. Okay, thank you very much, gents. Any other business? No, no. that is 
the analysis done. Uh, now, what about the best bets, you may ask? Well, we have five points each for Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti. I'll have them all in one chunk, please, from Richard Mann, you first. Right, okay. So I'll kick off uh, England-Sri Lanka. One point, Gusak Kitson and Topping Lombola. One point, Jeru and Kusal Mendes to, to hit three fours each, 11 to four. Uh, the Australia game, I'm going to have... A point on Pat Cummins at seven to two top Australia bowler, uh, and then the South Africa match we've just covered. A point on Tabir Shamsi top South Africa bowler, and a point on Aidan Markham top match batsman versus Pakistan. And Paul Krishnamurti, the same for you, please. Okay, on the Australia Holland game, um, half a point. Cybrand Engelbrecht eleven to one top Dutch batsman. And then I have um, a point on Australia to win by six wickets or 51 to 60 runs, 10 to 1. And half a point on them to win um, five wickets or 41 to 50 runs at 18 to 1. On the England-Sri Lanka match, I'll have um, 1.5 points on both teams to score 300. And I'll have um, half a unit on... Sadira, Samara, Wickrama at 25 to 1, man of the match. And uh, finally, I'll have one point on Netherlands v Bangladesh. Both teams to score 275. Um, guessing that'll be about 2 to 1. Lovely. Thank you, Paul. That, as they say, is that. Um, in fact, that is it for Cricket Only Better. Episode 217, I have been Sam Collins with Edward Hawkins, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti. Please do not forget to check betting.betfair for an analysis and every game previewed in this World Cup. We will see you next time and have a lovely week.